1: Welcome to Fandom
0: Power.
2: Hey, guys, what's up? It's uh, Wes, Andy, and Hank, and we're back again with our next installment. Uh, of the Fandom Power podcast. This time we're doing something a little bit different. Uh if you guys have been following the show regularly, you know that our uh, last episode we we touched on the first 3 episodes of the new Marvel What If series currently streaming on Disney Plus. So, that sparked some interest in another direction and so, you know, yeah. while we are not exclusively a Star Wars channel or a Star Wars show. We are kind of Star Wars heavy and and we do have a lot of interest in it. So, no surprise that uh it came up. And it's been it's been all over social media in uh, well for the last what, 6 weeks at now least. That there's been 6 episodes of what if. Everybody went right to, you know, they should do a Star Wars what if. And uh yes. we th- that idea was not lost on us. And in fact, Hank, you actually proposed that while we were waiting for episodes Four, five, and six of what if to drop that we go off into our own corner and uh, draft our own yeah. narratives and come back and present them as a as a Star Wars what if. And I personally think that
1: little caption line at the beginning of an episode and go boom with it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. What a great episode idea. In fact, I'm just going to leave. If you notice this week, we're titled uh, Fandom Infinities, and that's because. Back uh, between 2002 and 2004, Dark Horse Comics, which at the time had the Star Wars license, actually did their own version of What If, which they called Star Wars Infinities. And so uh, it, they actually, what they did was they put together a um, their own version of each of the three classic trilogy films. And so I've got a little bit of a breakdown here sort of to sort of set this the, the stage for what we're going to do today. And we'll just take a look at those. So Star Wars A New Hope. And in this one, Luke Skywalker's proton torpedo fails to destroy the Death Star, and the Rebels are taken prisoner by the Empire, and Princess Leia is turned to the dark side. So yeah, it's a very different uh, situation, or very different scenario than what was presented in 1977. Skipping ahead to uh, The Empire Strikes Back, we've got uh, when Han Solo's Tauntaun dies from exposure, Han is unable to keep Luke warm, and Luke dies, but not before imparting Obi-Wan's message to seek out Yoda on Dagobah. But everyone is surprised when they get there, and it's Leia that is chosen for Jedi training. And then uh, rounded out with the uh, Return of the Jedi infinities, uh, when Princess Leia turns up at Jabba's palace disguised as Boosh the Bounty Hunter... A damaged C-3PO is unable to translate for her and she's forced to reveal her true identity and triggers the thermal detonator. Boba Fett escapes with the frozen Han Solo and the Rebels race to find him. Right on. So that was uh, just a brief sort of intro on sort of the Infinity's concept. And again, there is an omnibus edition of this out there floating around somewhere if you can find it in print. Otherwise, as we've mentioned before, there are online options for consuming your comic books, and certainly, I definitely now that they've been spoiled for me because I I had to read the synopses for our show. I do want to go and read these because uh, I think they'll be a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. But as I always say, give credit where credit is due. And as far as our show is concerned, Hank, this was your baby. You thought this would be a fun thing, and we all kind of went with it. So
1: yeah, it, it turned out to be I I went nuts, and then I went I gotta I gotta pull it way back here. Like way back, uh, I was starting to write dialogue and stuff. So I I, I think I've come up with a happy medium in maybe my fourth or fifth draft. I also went places that were very strange and dark.
2: (laughs) Right, right. And
1: and Lauren was like, hey, wait a minute. We bounced a lot of ideas off one another. And as I was getting crazy, she was like, well, just, you know, come back to earth a little.
2: (laughs) We were just sort of chatting uh, before we started recording the show. Did you find that your narrative style do you, did, was it influenced by any of the "What If" episodes that we've already seen?
1: Probably, probably the first one the most. Yeah, um, I just like the idea of course correction. Yeah, and so therefore, certain things occur no matter what. Yeah, uh, and yeah, yeah. If it's not a certain person who fills the role, uh, there's a vacuum, and another person gets sucked in.
2: Yeah. What was it? What was the term in Marvel? Was it uh, absolute? absolute points absolute points
1: time yeah, yeah absolutely i think I we think shared that. that Mine is those are events rather than yeah maybe people like it was yeah uh, yeah yeah like events are absolute points time. Was, yeah
2: i had some of those in uh, mind too
1: so i had to try i had trouble actually figuring out like i knew what i wanted my story to be about but i had trouble coming up with the title really because i i was like well they're all basically titled like the the moment that
2: changes sure everything. sure
1: and so I had to. I had to. Literally, my my episode is "What if Han Solo took the money?"
2: Oh, I like that. I like so that.
1: We're gonna. I, I I also had this idea of uh, the Bendu being my narrator. <laughs> oh, that's instead cool. Of, instead of the Watcher, Bendu would be you know like the Jedi in the yeah 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 the Bolgan yeah, yeah. and, and the I'm you know, the thing world, in the middle The worlds presents possibilities. Yeah yeah the, yeah. In the Middle and so that kind of neat thing. And uh, so we're gonna open in the hangar on Yavin. Uh, we're taking everything that's happened up to that point as canon, uh, as wrote. Yeah, of course. So Han is packing up his gear on a hover uh, cart to load up the the credits that he got for the reward for rescuing right, Princess right. Leia, and Luke walks up to him and says, "So you're just getting your reward and you're leaving?" Says, yeah, that's right. Uh, this is suicide. Why don't you come with us? He's like, "No, no. That's look at the, look around you. We need to save these people." And Han's just like, "That's my idea of suicide," and he leaves. And then Luke meets Leia in the hangar, and she says, Han's on a different path. You can't, you can't choose someone's path for it. That's that, that's a really important scene, right? Right. Um, and then, uh, everything kind of quickly proceeds. Like we, we, uh, all the, everybody jumps in their fighters. We have that famous, uh, sort of Battle of Yavin. Proceeds as normal, you know? Yeah. He's on the third trench run. Right. Obi Wan starts to talk to Luke. Let go, of Luke.
2: Right, right.
1: He feels the thermal exhaust port through the force. Yeah. Vader closes in behind him. Oh. I have you now. I have you now. Juan Solo's on his way to Jabba with the money.
2: That's right, yeah.
1: Vader kills Luke. Oh. (sighs) And R2. When I realized, it was worse for me when I realized I just killed R2 at the same time. (laughs) Nothing, you know, I like, that. I went, nothing like oh, ri- nothing like
2: like writing yourself into a place you didn't want
1: to be. <laughs> oh no! no. <laughs> Obi Wan Ghost appears to Yoda on Dagobah. I've failed, Master. Uh, we've lost the boy. He died in the battle against the Emperor's weapon over Yavin, and it's worse, Master. The girl is gone too. They were our only hope. And Yoda says, "Nope. There's another." oh nice so Obi-Wan appears to Ahsoka and basically says you, you have to go to Yoda on Dagobah you need to complete your training Ahsoka is with the remnants of the Rebel Alliance she's come out of hiding she's she's really stopped looking for Ezra um, because the Death Star is out there and in the three years that have passed since the destruction of Yavin yeah, the the Death Star has destroyed seven other worlds oh wow so, nine worlds have been destroyed by the Death Star, and now the, the Emperor is turning his power base on the Unknown Regions, and he sends Tarkin with the Death Star into the Unknown Regions. Cool. And so, they're taking this time to sort of gather the fleet. They're trying to, you know, we, characters like Mon Mothmar are still alive, Akbar is still alive, General Nadine is still alive, uh, Riken is still alive, and, and we end up on Hoth in, in, in much the same way. But now, our sort of our our, our our rebel alliances like Sabine, Wren and Hera. Hera, Jason Sendula is three years old. Yeah, Zeb's with them. Callus is with them. Chopper's with them. We don't have three PO. We don't have R two. Right. Essentially, probe droids. You know, we could even have Ahsoka fight a Wampa with more acumen. <laughs> probe droids find them, and they have to start the escape. But Vader, Vader finds them in the same fashion, and he can feel Ahsoka there, because the thing is. In this, Vader isn't obsessed with finding his son at the end of A New Hope. He's obsessed with finding the pilot that destroyed the Death Star.
2: Oh, that's right, yeah.
1: And then he finds out that it's his son, and it's like this big... But without that, without that focus... Yeah. He, he turns that hunger on finding his apprentice. So yeah, yeah. And, yeah. and framed by the finale of Rebels, where Ezra pulls ahsoka out of the middle of that duel so to vader fighting ahsoka in that temple she just disappears Pop. Right, right. pops right out of existence he has no idea what happened but he can feel her now and so he's he starts to become obsessed with finding ahsoka yeah yeah even to the point where the, the emperor you know we have we have an old <laughs> there's a disturbance in the force we have an old enemy yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, if and as if we're writing it for people who have never seen it before, right? Yep. The apprentice of Anakin Skywalker must not become a Jedi. <laughs> oh, I like that. So, and Ahsoka on on Dagobah. As, uh, oh, sorry. I'm sorry. I forgot. <laughs> there's a, there's a, there's a Walker fight, of course. There's a, there's a Walker fight. And in this one, <laughs> Ahsoka is literally leaping from Walker. She's not in a snow speeder at all. She's like leading the snowspeeders on. We're
2: talking there. the Battle of Hoth, right?
1: Yes, Battle of Hoth, and she's literally leaping from the head of a of a walker and disabling it, leaping to the next head of the walker. Like she, she's Anakin's apprentice. She's like a Jedi in this scene, right? Like mayhem, but it doesn't stop them from getting to the the shield generator, and it doesn't stop Vader from landing. And so they escape on the ghost. They escape to an asteroid field, and they have the the idea that. When they're checking the computer, Hera notices that they're <laughs> really close to Cloud City, which is which is Lando Calrissian's territory. Yeah. And of course, the ghost crew knows Lando implicitly from lots of adventures. Yeah, pre, yeah that's right. Pre, you know, the uh, formation of the things. So. so that's where they head. Back on Dagobah, Morai is with Ahsoka. Chopper is with Ahsoka. Uh, yeah. Ahsoka takes an X-Wing just like, you know, crashes an X-Wing and stuff. Of course, she's able to lift her own ship out of the, the 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 bog, no problem. Her training mostly centers around going inside the dark forest tree. Oh. We get legacy lines, like she hooks her lightsabers both up to her hips, and Yoda says, your weapons, you will not need them. Yeah. And she just walks in with her weapons anyway.
2: Anyway, yeah, yeah.
1: And inside, Amore is there inside the cave with her, and she receives a vision. And the vision she receives is uh, of her resurrection, on on um, Mortis, where literally the the sister gave her life, to to bring her to life, making her the living embodiment of the Force, and 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 almost like you know this Gandalf type character, like yeah, resurrected from beyond death. But then the the vision changes, and Anakin appears before her, and he peels his hood back, and his eyes are red, Yep. yellow, and he, he's begging her to join him. That the, that the jedi were corrupt and wrong and that she knows that and and now he sees the light and that together they can take over the galaxy and end this craziness and i don't have images for what happens but basically <laughs> she sees the vision of vader behind him yeah yeah and they engage in a duel and she thrusts her lightsaber into him yeah and as he's dying with her lightsaber in him he, he just sort of slumps and he, he looks at her and his eyes go back to normal and right, he, he delivers that line like in her vision on Mortis. Why did you leave me? Why did you leave me, Ahsoka? And she begins to weep, and that's her message in the cave, her pain and her guilt for for failing. Anakin. back on Cloud City, uh, they've sprung the trap. Uh, Vader's there, and Boba Fett was indeed the one that tracked the ghost there. Uh, they've sprung their trap, and Vader fi- figures that, that her friends are enough to draw her out. Ahsoka, that is. Yeah. And so they put Sabine Wren in carbon freeze.
2: <laughs> that's awesome.
1: And so Boba says, you know, I don't want my, my prize harmed. And he says, you will be able to deliver Sabine Wren to Death Watch once Ahsoka Tano has arrived. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah, a little rhyming, rhyming stand. Yeah, yeah. There. Of course, we get Ahsoka Vader 2. Uh, that's, of course, a Ahsoka Vader 1, but we get Ahsoka Vader 2. <laughs> that's okay, that works. Uh, right on on Bespin in, in Cloud City uh, in the same spot, uh, and they fight to the to the chasm. Yeah. Where they fight to a, a standstill, but Ahsoka takes Anakin's arm, Vader's arm, mm-hmm. and his saber goes tumbling off. And then he, you know, force chokes her and she drops both her sabers, and she's weaponless, and he's got her sort of floating over the chasm. Yeah. And she's—he's join me together. We can destroy the emperor. He's foreseen this. You know, don't don't make me destroy you. And she's—I'll never join you. And then he's basically like, they never told you what happened to your master. And at this point, they're playing a game because they both oh, know right, each right, other right. knows. Yeah, yeah. But they're delivering the lines anyway. Right, right. I know enough. I know that you killed him. No, I am your master. Yeah. And then he lets her go. Oh. And she falls in the chasm. Down the shaft. That's cool. Um, so I don't have a lot of photos after this, except for the sort of the finale. Essentially, the the cast. Uh, Ahsoka is rescued from the bottom of Cloud City by the Ghost. Yeah. Uh, they, they're trying to chase. They discover through Rebel channels at the fleet that uh, Sabine Wren has been taken to Death Watch on um, uh, the one that's. I'm sorry, guys. The one that's been destroyed. Concord Dawn. Concord Dawn. Yeah. So they have to go to Concord Dawn and there's a, you know, there's a creature they have to defeat and there's essentially very similar to the Jabba the Hutt beats they arrest Sabine Wren and um, rendezvous with the fleet where Mon Mothma tells them that unbeknownst to the rest of the galaxy that they are indeed, in lieu of the, the Death Star being in the galaxy and out in the Unknown Regions, that they are working on a Death Star 2. Right. And they're, they're, they're going to be more places than once. And many Bothans did die to bring us this information. And the hour of our attack is at hand because it's there. It's not operational. It's at Endor. All the same story beats. Yeah, yeah. But we have different characters heading there. So oh, that's cool. The ground crew is Ahsoka. Rex. Rex is back.
2: Yeah, the yeah, ground. yeah. We're going to fully, no, uh, okay. we're going to, we're going to, we're going to canonize Nick Saint as Rex. Yes. 100%. And we're going to
1: have Zeb there playing the Chewie role. Maybe even Chewie will get the pick the food up or uh, Zeb will pick the food up and get them trapped by the Ewoks. Pick up the but, food. Um, instead of, you know, them, you know, like Hera is, Hera is able to deal with the Ewoks differently and, and win them to their side in a whole different fashion. Yeah, yeah. And there's the ground battle. Ahsoka senses Vader and she decides to actually just, she doesn't have her sabers either. She decides to just give up. Uh, and surrender herself uh, because she thinks now after because he let her go she felt the good side in him and she thinks she can turn him back adventures on the instead of han solo it's hera and the, the group taking down the shield generator uh with the help of the ewoks there's one little part that's really gold in my head and that's the speeder bike chase where instead of the speeder bikes chasing uh luke and leia yeah ahsoka is chasing the speeder bikes oh cool. <laughs> like because I mean, she's filthy, like with the force, and yeah, yeah. her her skill level is so high that she's just they're they're fleeing her on speeder bikes, and she's on foot and just running them down. That's awesome. Uh, she ends up on the Death Star Two in the throne room. We have Lando, uh, you know, he's flying uh, a ship. It's probably the Lady Luck. Maybe it's not the Falcon. It's definitely sure. not the Falcon. We, we we're not going to follow that thread. Sorry, guys. And Hera is in the Ghost. Um, I think I put Hera on the planet, but I, I, that was a misstep. Uh, uh, mis- I misspoke. She's, yeah, she's flying the ghost against the the Death Star too, and we have that internal chase. Y- yeah, so yeah, she's yeah. Basically, wedge in that. Yeah,
2: room. absolutely.
1: And Lando is Lando, but in a different ship. Yeah, you hit the um, North
2: Tower, and I'll take the. Uh, yeah.
1: Perfect. Right. Yeah. yeah. And so uh, on in the throne room, we have much. The scene plays out much the same the Emperor is pleased that Vader has brought his apprentice, because he knows that Vader's broken, right? Yeah. And that we're going to replace Vader with Ahsoka, that's his intent, so he encourages them to duel. She uses his, Sidious' lightsaber, she doesn't have one, so we're having a red-on-red lightsaber duel. Yeah, real cool. And um, basically, he's trying to turn her uh, and go at her, but it doesn't work, not like with Luke, and so instead of with anger, she defeats Vader with skill. And Takes his other arm, so now both his hands are missing. He's been fighting one handed the whole time. The, the Emperor's like, "Good, good, good, perfect. Everything is <laughs> yeah, moving as I have foreseen." And now, take your place at my side. She throws the lightsaber back at him, and she says, "No, I'm a Jedi like my master before me. So be a Jedi." He electrocutes her. Yeah, Vader, in his moment, instead of saving his son, realizes that this is my daughter and my sister. It's mm-hmm. the same. Sentiment. The
2: dynamic is very her, similar, um, yeah.
1: And he throws him down the shaft, and uh, she she takes him. She's trying to save him. He says, "Let me take the mask off. Let me see you with my eyes one last time." And he dies in her arms. Of course, uh, Hera and Lando are successful in destroying the ship. She escapes on a shuttle. Party on on Endor. The the Force Ghost. She puts Vader on the pyre, Anakin on the pyre. She sees the Force Ghosts of her three masters, uh, and returns to the, to the thing. Roll credits, and then an after-credit scene. Nice. Unknown regions of space. Ooh. Tarkin has been looking for Thrawn and found him. And That's in the war room cool. of the Death Star, Tarkin receives the message: Death Star Two. Yeah. The Emperor and Vader have all been killed over <laughs> Endor. <laughs> yeah. Thrawn looks at Rook. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who shoves his weapon into? Tarkin's chest, killing him. Oh,
2: I didn't and see that coming.
1: Back to the wall, and on the wall in carbonite. Yeah, yeah. His Ooh,
2: snapped. Him oh, okay, that's pretty cool. That is pretty cool. Okay, I really that's, like that. Uh, yeah,
3: not yeah, bad, sir.
2: I really like that. I love the. Uh, I love the idea of absolute points, and I love how the the cyclical nature of. It's familiar, but it's different, and the ramifications right. of it are, you know, way broader than just what's in front of your face.
1: Mm. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 <laughs> it took me a, a week to craft and to get it, like, you know, yeah, I went yeah. down some really strange lanes. Like, I, I, had, I had Han Solo returning, and instead of saving Luke, yep. landing on Yavin and saving Leia. But then I oh, thought, if Leia's yeah, still yeah. alive, Ahsoka isn't the other one, it's Leia.
3: And you I really wanted think, this
1: yeah. to be about Ahsoka because i just right. love to hear, not to the exclusion of Luke Skywalker. I'm not wishing the guy dead. I just thought, what a neat turn to end up in the same place. Yeah. But then you know, and end up in a broader place at the end, almost like right where we are at the end of the Mandalorian. Ahsoka's still facing off against she's Strong, yeah and now she's he's got a Death Star. <laughs> yeah.
2: Uh, oh, that's super cool. Yeah. So. Um, that I was fantastic.
1: That you know, I don't think that the maybe the Emperor survives and there's the Force Awakens still happens with in different terms. But I never really went that far. But I was just like, well, I know, guess I knew exactly where I wanted to go. And then this morning, the after credit scene, him, yeah. while I was on the toilet. I was like, no, wait a minute, wait a minute, yeah.
2: So that was going to be my next question because I know, like, I went through this whole like in my own sort of headspace. Like, the question is, how far do you go? And so, like, did you like? put any thought towards extrapolating that out to the, the 20, 25 years post-Jedi, uh, like to the end of like yeah. Rise of Skywalker?
1: I really did. I, I, <laughs> I really did. I had Ezra Bridger basically as the uh, Kylo Ren character. Yeah. Because Lauren pointed out this crazy thing. So what if we find Ezra Bridger 20 years in the future? Yep. Yeah. And you know that line, he was walking as a child? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Where, uh, the, like, uh, sort of being pulled between Maul and Kanan. Yeah, and yeah, yeah, Eden, exactly, with the, 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 the Sith holocron. Had, right? And then, if you find him 20 years in the future and he's turned, or even leaned that way... Yeah, yeah, What yeah. a powerful villain. A oh, villain big time, big time. Of, what a tragic, powerful villain. And I sort of had that kind of thing in mind, uh, with him being the Ben Solo character. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. It'd be interesting to see that, too, because if, if Ezra Bridger turns to the dark side, who... who who pulls him back? It's either, it can't be, I mean, it could be Ahsoka, but I mean, really, for dramatic tension, I mean, Sabine's got to be the one to bring him back, you know, whether it's, it's yeah, yeah. I mean, they played around with the, the notion that there was something budding there. Right. You'd think that, it, you know, that they would be able to to embrace that a little more as adults.
1: Yes. That's, I I would think, yeah. Yeah. I would yeah, think. Yeah. And I have this, I, you know, I have the, uh, the idea that Ahsoka doesn't, run after you know ezra breaks the temple right that she stands her ground and ezra has to flee with some students
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. and that's
1: so that we have like you know we have a, a an 18 year old Je- jason Sindula padawan at her side and some yeah, cool, yeah, yeah some cool things for the future that would have been you know that would be really really neat yeah that's awesome well i th- i'd like to keep i'd like to fully train up finn as a jedi too, <laughs> man if i could do that <laughs> yeah
2: Maybe that's another one for another time. But we do a part two of this, then uh, we can look at some other, maybe we can, you know, expand on the, the stories that we're laying out today. But I love the idea. I think uh, a great, uh, great opening story. And uh, I guess we'll just keep it moving right along, I guess. Andy, you want to go can, next? I can go next. Sure. Sure.
3: Mine, I started with a meme. Oh, so this is
2: going to be the comedy episode.
3: It goes a little bit into the comedy episode type thing, but uh, it it does cross back into normal roots and then right out of left field. Okay. I started with this moment. (laughs) That's awesome. Because I've always thought, you know what? If they did show up in full force to take on Palpatine, it would have gone a whole lot different.
2: You're talking like the entire Jedi Council shows up.
3: Except for Obi-Wan, because he's still on... uh, Oh, he's on
2: uh, on. Uh, oh my oh. God! The name of the planet with Grievous. Yes. Yeah. So, or, he, he's, or is he on Mustafar at this point? No,
3: he's over fighting Grievous at this point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. So uh, the entire council shows up to arrest him, and of course, Palpatine will not stand for it. He does fight.
2: It's treason, then. Yeah.
3: <laughs> so he drops the guys. He tries to take on the whole council. Yeah. But in doing so, Anakin realizes that, no, he's just killing Jedi, this is not right. Yeah. And making his choice, Anakin steps in to fight alongside Mace Windu, and Anakin lands the killing blow. Oh, that's
2: very different.
3: But, in an echo of the previous timeline, he drops to his knees and laments, what have I done? Because he still thinks he needed Palpatine to save Padme. To save Padme, yeah, yeah. But Mace Windu and Yoda, you know, they step up and like, what's wrong? What do you mean? What have you done? And he confesses his situation with Padme to them. And because of that, they rush her off to the finest medical care they could get on Coruscant. Yeah. And she delivers with no complications. Because Anakin is by her side. She's not heartbroken. She's fully ready for the family. Yeah, yeah. And she survives. Oh, I like that. So, with their healthy family, you know, Anakin's kind of happy at this point. And I found uh, this piece of art here, which kind of echoes it. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. So, you know, everything's golden for Anakin and Padme. Yeah. With little Luke and Leia.
1: But... Do they let him stay in the council?
3: No, they do not. As in regular continuity, Obi-Wan defeats Grievous, which leads to the fall of the... uh, The Separatists? The Separatists. Yeah, okay. And at which point, the war is over, the council reconvenes, and because of Anakin's actions, you know, swaying to the dark side, they decide to exile him. Oh. And in a bold move, Obi-Wan steps up and says, you know, he's not wrong, I had feelings for Satine. Oh, that's so true. And in a twist, they exile him as well. (laughs) Oh, wow. (laughs) So Obi-Wan and uh, Anakin, with family in tow, They make their way to Naboo, where they decide, you know what, we don't need the Jedi Council, we're just going to do our own thing. Live our lives. But uh, the Force hates being out of balance, and Darth Maul has continued to rise in the shadows, and he takes on his full title as Sith Lord, and with his criminal empire now fully expanded across the galaxy, he sets to hunt down Obi-Wan for revenge. Eventually, he is alerted to Obi-Wan's presence on Naboo. And he commences to put his plan into motion. Right. And that takes a while, because he's planning. But uh, when he finally does make his move to strike, he finds not only Obi-Wan, but Anakin there. And they've been training both Luke and Leia in the oh, ways of the really?
1: Force. Oh, cool. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt.
3: And this time, you know, previous experience, Darth Maul is quickly felled by both Anakin and Obi-Wan. And with Maul defeated, the council open an offer because he's just eliminated yet another Sith Lord. Yeah, yeah. And they say, you know, we'll take you back. Oh, we were wrong. Please come back. But bitterly, Anakin <laughs> says no. He rejects the offer, which causes a divide between him and Obi-Wan, oh. causing Obi-Wan to leave Naboo. But Anakin continues to train the twins, and as they rise in power, Anakin moves to establish the Grey Order. Oh, cool. The world travels throughout the galaxy, and upon hearing this, Ahsoka seeks them out and joins. No way. But again, like any Sith Lord, there's always a plan in the background. And the force seeking its balance, out of the ashes of Maul's Empire, rises his latest apprentice, Darth Gungan. <laughs> you were gonna go full Darth Jar Jar? What was Darth Jar Jar? Is it Darth Jar? Jar? It is oh, Darth okay, Jar Jar. Okay, you did go there. <laughs> yeah, well he was uh while Darth Maul was establishing his plan, he knew of Jar Jar's connection to Obi Wan and Qui Gon and yeah. Anakin. Yeah, yeah. So he kidnapped Jar Jar. Yeah. Tortured him, beat him, and corrupted him. Corrupted him oh, and turned cool. him to the dark side.
2: That's super cool, crazy. So did you? So did you put any more thought into like long term ramifications?
3: Uh, not past this point. No. No. I I, I, <laughs> I had toyed with the idea that maybe the Gray Order would have to clash with the Jedi Order. Yeah. Yeah. Because the Gray Order would provide the balance the universe needs. So there's this thing in
2: Star Wars Legends that there's, and of course, even in canon now we're starting to see like there are other force using traditions, but there's this like one in Legends, which is super popular. They're called the Genserai. and the Jensarai basically are, if you took, you know, elements of, of the Jedi way and elements of the Sith way and merged them together. And the, and the, the absolute, the number one principle is self-control. That's what the Jensarai are. And they're, they're kind of that, they're the, the Legends version, I guess, of the Grey Jedi. Hmm. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. I love that idea. I think in terms of, Wait. like, even the Disney canon, I think that's the idea that they were going to go that way. The idea that you don't, have, you don't have to be a Skywalker. You don't have to be, you know, no. the idea that you can love and you can have all these things and you can still be a servant of the Force, really. Because, yeah. Yeah, yeah.
3: like, really, in this version, love saves Padme. It does, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So... Very
2: cool. Man, and you you said you were struggling with that. I was. Well, it didn't sound like it when you read it back. Cool. Uh, cool. <laughs> it was Very awesome. Good. But yeah, yeah. the Jar Jar
3: thing was only the last minute. It's like, why would, what could Darth Maul do to really, you know, stick it to Obi Wan and uh, Anakin? Yeah, 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 yeah. And that point, he's just like a little point there. He's on Naboo, he's a senator, he's still close to them. Yeah. Been close to them for quite a while since Phantom Menace. Yep. He looks okay. in
1: that photo of him, he looks like that character that I envision has to drink the blood of other forces. Oh my
3: god, yeah, yeah,
1: Marco yeah. Yeah. That would be the perfect thing for him to like what a scary villain like a big like time midi Midi chlorine vampire. I've
2: seen that photo before and yeah. I mean like it's very striking.
3: Sith Sith Wars Instagram. Oh yeah, probably. But uh, I'm not completely sure who the original artist is, but it's really good.
2: Uh big time. Yeah, yeah. Well, we got one more to get through and I guess <laughs> Okay, we're going to get to mine here now. Way good. Okay, so this is going to be a little bit it's going to be familiar and yet different and uh, I got a lot of pictures to to punctuate this one. So, my my Star Wars Infinity or my Star Wars What If uh, posits the question, what if Darth Maul killed Obi-Wan Kenobi during the duel of fates and not Qui-Gon Jinn? Right. So, I mean, it's no secret uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi is uh, my favorite character of all time, so killing him is, uh, is a hard thing for, was a hard thing for me to do. That being said, I always thought The Phantom Menace worked better as a Qui-Gon Jinn story and not the origins of Anakin Skywalker. He was the most compelling character for me in that movie. I loved him.
1: Fully. Fully.
2: All right, so let's just go with this here for a second while I... we're going to start here. So our tale begins in the galaxy far, far away, uh, where Qui-Gon Jinn has failed to convince the Jedi Council that Anakin Skywalker is the Chosen One. Having been refused training by the Council, Qui-Gon Jinn declares the boy as his Padawan learner. But the Jedi Code forbids it uh, from a Jedi taking a second apprentice. Qui-Gon would go, on, uh, would go on to be killed at the hands of Darth Maul beneath the city of Theed on Naboo, and Obi-Wan Kenobi would fulfill his dying promise to train Anakin Skywalker. Uh, But that's the story that you already know. And just as the Force can have a strong influence on the weak-minded, so too can it have a strong influence on reality. And in this reality, a simple cosmic nudge can change an entire narrative. And In this reality, the Duel of the Fates, it plays out as we know it, except for one minor detail. If you think back to the battle, Below the city, you have this scene here. Ray Park, a uh, fabulous performance as, as Darth Maul, who set the standard as far as I'm concerned, kicks Obi-Wan in the chest, and Obi-Wan falls like several levels below the, the catwalk that they're on. And at that point, he and, and uh, Qui-Gon are separated. But in this case, a little nudge from the Force allows Obi-Wan to dodge the kick from Maul, and dodging that kick means that he doesn't fall to the lower level and is never separated from Qui-Gon by the ray shielding. So, Master and Apprentice together, the two Jedi press the attack, and their combined efforts prove to be too much for the Sith warrior. But in a fit of rage, Darth Maul slams Obi-Wan to the ground using the Force. Or as Obi-Wan lays there stunned, Maul leaps forward, plunging his crimson blade through Obi-Wan's chest, killing him instantly. And while Qui-Gon Jinn is a formidable Jedi, he is first and foremost a servant of the Force. And so the loss of his student does not provoke the same emotional outburst like it did from Obi-Wan as we saw in The Phantom Menace. Because to Qui-Gon Jinn, it is the will of the Living Force. Instead, Qui-Gon fully opens himself to the Force, allowing it to guide his saber strikes. And in one devastating strike, he cleaves Maul in half. And there's one of those absolutes that we talked about where Maul tumbles into the pit. Of course, the loss of Obi-Wan is mourned by everyone, and there's a state funeral held for him at the pa- in the Thede Palace. Subsequently, Qui-Gon Jinn can now formally take Anakin Skywalker as his new apprentice. <laughs> I thought that was a, that was a pretty good nice. picture. I thought, okay, I'll Nicely pull that one out. Yeah, yeah. Nicely done. All right. Over the next ten years, the two men would grow very close together, with Qui-Gon becoming the father figure that Anakin never had. So if you remember that uh, uh, the first gallery episode, how Filoni waxed poetic on the duel of the fates and how it's the most important lightsaber battle in Star Wars, because it establishes... You know, it's not just the you know fighting you know good guy versus bad guy. It's the fate of Anakin Skywalker, which way he's going to go. So now Anakin has this father figure that he never had, and Qui Gon is quite frankly the the master that he needed to avoid falling to the dark side. So as uh, Qui Gon Jinn would train Anakin in the Jedi arts, he always stressed that minding the will of the Living Force was always more important than scripture and verse. And so with those teachings. Uh, Anakin's nightmares surrounding his mother were never as severe or disturbing and when he had them he interpreted them as the living force telling him to rescue her. There he is kind of as we saw him in Attack of the Clones kind of dreaming about his mother. So Anakin along with Padme would rescue Shmi from the Tusken Raider clan that had captured her by negotiating a peace treaty between the clan and the moisture farmers that had encroached on the Tuscans' territorial hunting grounds. Nice. All right. Meanwhile, on Geonosis, as the plot beats co- kind of progress the same way as uh, Attack of the Clones, you now have Qui-Gon Jinn, who's captured by Count Dooku instead of Obi-Wan Kenobi. And as oh, we all know, yeah, exactly. So with uh, Qui-Gon being the student of, um, of uh, Count Dooku... Dooku tells him that the Republic is now under the control of a Sith Lord named Darth Sidious, just like he did in the movies. He implores Qui-Gon Jinn to help him in destroying the Sith, but as a servant of the Light, Qui-Gon refuses, sensing the dark side in his former master. So then we have the scene where Yoda shows up with the clone army during the Battle of Geonosis in the Colosseum, but it's now it's Qui-Gon and, and Anakin and Padme that are all chained up the Jedi show up. Everything happens the way that it's supposed to happen. But when they go to leave, when the landing, the gunships come in. Padme and Anakin are separated, and Padme actually gets on the, um, she gets on the gunship with Mace Windu and Yoda, and not the same one with now Qui Gon and Anakin. So they are actually separated. So as Count Dooku tries to make his escape, it's now Anakin and Qui Gon that chase him down, eventually catching up to him in the private hangar. But another one of those uh, absolute moments. So now we have this moment where it's now, it's Qui-Gon and Anakin that end up fighting Dooku. During the ensuing uh, lightsaber battle, Qui-Gon is rendered unconscious by Dooku, who uses the force to hurl a large rock at him. Anakin tries in vain to disarm the Count and pays for it dearly with the severing of his right arm. Just as it happens in the film. Now here's where it diverts again, because this time when Master Yoda shows up, he can sense that Qui-Gon is still alive... And as Anakin lays there subdued, Yoda uses the Force to nudge Qui-Gon back to consciousness. And together, Yoda and Qui-Gon Jinn force Dooku to surrender. Nice. So Dooku formally surrenders. And this is where things get really different. Because one of the... And I say this. When Count Dooku in Attack of the Clones told Obi-Wan Kenobi what was going on in the galaxy... The biggest the biggest fault from Obi-Wan Kenobi was he didn't say anything. He was silent about it. He never told anybody. Years later, in an episode of the Clone Wars, you know, there's a one line He's like, yeah, oh, I first heard about it when I was in the Battle of Geonosis. But it's like you didn't right. you didn't tell anybody? Like you didn't even mention it? So here's the difference, right? Qui-Gon being the student of Count Dooku, recounting the tale of Darth Sidious to Master Yoda, the Jedi decide Qui-Gon Jin believes. He believes Dooku in what he says. Because Dooku, he didn't leave the Je- He wasn't kicked out of the Jedi. He left over political ideology. He right. was still a good person when he left. Right. And based on that, Qui-Gon Jinn believes him. But he recounts the tale to Master Yoda on the spot.
1: and uh, He's also telling the truth. Well, this is it. He's telling the complete truth. Right. <laughs>
2: so after telling Yoda, the Jedi decide that it is too dangerous to place Dooku in the Republic prison system. Because if... If there's a Sith Lord running the Republic, we can't just put, you know, this the apprentice in prison. So they decide that they're going to hold him at the Jedi Temple instead. Yoda says that they must move quickly if they are to learn the whole truth. And now we have Dooku in custody. So together, Qui-Gon Jinn and Yoda press Count Dooku to reveal the identity of who this Darth Sidious really is. And the Count agrees on one condition, that he be set free and allowed to return to the Confederacy of Independent Systems. With the revelation that Supreme Chancellor Palpatine is in fact Darth Sidious, the Jedi Council quickly dispatch a task force led by Mace Windu to arrest him. We see this familiar... There's the task force. And during that mission, the Jedi Masters Sezi Teen, Euth Koth, and Kit Fisto are killed. But Mace Windu, in his mastery of the Vipad lightsaber form, doesn't hesitate to cut down the Supreme Chancellor, ending Palpatine's reign... Uh, Before it can begin with the Supreme Chancellor dead and the plot to destroy the Jedi revealed, most of Palpatine's inner circle are either arrested for conspiracy or they flee Coruscant altogether. So there we've got that. uh, We talked about the power vacuum before when people are are absent. So now we have this big hole in the Republic and the natural way to fill that hole is to have an election. So during the election, Padme Amidala of Naboo is elected as the new Supreme Chancellor. At the same time, you've got Yoda, Qui-Gon Jinn, and Anakin now with the remainder of the Jedi Council consulting over what just happened, and the Jedi now decide that they're going to change their ways, that they are going to take the Jedi Order in a different direction, one that is balanced and not so rigid and mired in dogma, because that is the reason why uh, they that. Palpatine was able to conceal himself from the Jedi. They were so rigid and so structured that there was, you know, they were so inflexible that he was able to subvert that. At the same time, you've got uh, uh, Count Dooku, who's now been set free, and he's allowed to return to the Separatist Council who are hiding out on Mustafar, uh, where he's now going to resume his role as uh, the leader of the Separatists. As we said before, Dooku believed in what he was doing. He thought that, you know, leading those worlds away from the Republic over the political uh, differences that they had was the right thing to do. He still thinks that way. But the Reunion is anything but a happy one. As the Apprentice has now become the Master, and Darth Tyrannus slays the entire Separatist Council. Just like Anakin did. When the uh, Separatist Council is uh, finally dropped... Uh, a door opens from a small chamber, a side chamber, and two battle droids. They escort in a young boy. Facing the boy, Tyrannus says, Do you want revenge against the one who took your father from you?
1: <laughs>
2: yeah, so uh, that's kind of where it ends. But if if this was a comic book, uh, it would end on a splash page where we can fast forward and you get this line, Then rise, Darth Retalytus.
3: Wow.
2: Yeah, so there it is. That's my uh that's Boba my little infinity.
3: Boba Fett Sith Lord. Yeah,
2: yeah. Darth. I had to come up with a name for him and I couldn't I didn't want to like try to riff on like Mando Mandalorian. I didn't want to riff yeah, yeah. on his name, so I'm like, Oh, he's a revenge guy. So just retaliation, Darth Ritalitus. <laughs> so
0: it's a, got
3: wait. it's I, got a better ring wow. than Darth Boba.
2: I guess so, yeah, yeah. <laughs> And that's where I, that's why I was sort of curious to know how far did you guys go with, like, your, like, how far did you extrapolate? Because it's like, I just cut out, like, Revenge of the Sith never happens, Order 66 never happens. But you have this, like, you have this interesting dynamic, because even though the Emperor Palpatine is dead, you've got a new Emperor now. You've got Darth Tyrannus, who is now the Emperor of the Separatist, all those planets.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah.
2: So That's wild there's still this major conflict in the galaxy that's going to spring up again at some point. But I thought, what a cool way to leave it with this like cliffhanger with, you know, Boba Fett is now, you know, a Sith apprentice.
1: That's, that's really, really crazy.
2: Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: That's really, really crazy. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. That's mine. That was super fun, man. I really enjoyed that that as well. Super fun. It
2: hurt my brain a lot. I'd like to
1: see those things come to life if it's that easy to sort of pop those into existence i'd love to see that stuff come to life i'd love to see those three episodes like
2: i and would and too i think you know it's so fun. if yeah. i was a man i'm not much of an artist but even like storyboard that you know as a and i certainly like and i tried to do that with the pictures that i i used yeah i tried to yes. find pictures that supported the sequence that i was talking about like
1: that's exactly what i was trying to
2: do the reuse of um of uh and, and i don't know who did this one but i really love this finding this you know somebody colored uh, dooku's eyes so they're he's now fully turned to the dark side so he's a he's like a full-on sith lord and then you know snagging the the shot out of uh that episode of of uh clone wars where uh it's your old pal hondo had uh actually captured uh dooku i'm like oh perfect they've already got him captured so i'll just borrow that yeah, but yeah, it was a lot of fun putting the whole thing together. It was super stressful, but I would totally do it again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: I would probably give myself a little more time. That yeah, was really yeah. fun. I mean, it, it would have been less time too because we were supposed to go last week when the. When
2: no, it's totally okay. It. No, it's totally okay. So, but but we've got. Uh, wow. We've got the middle three episodes of uh, What If are now uh, available have for aired. Us. So uh, logically, our next episode will be back on track with the next So What in our, uh, Perfect. our What If uh, review series.
1: So. We have uh, Star Wars Visions is coming up, and I, I can't believe for a second we're not going to talk about that for a while.
2: Yeah, that's going to be a tough one to do, too. I would like to do something with Visions. I don't know what.
1: Yeah, um, certainly. I, I, I kinda wanna, I'm sitting waiting for the format. I want to know if we're like if it's better served to sort of review them all at once, or I don't like, know. We don't know the format yet. So.
2: I the way that I understand the the show is it's going to be approached like the animatrix or uh, what was the the Batman one that did the same thing, Legend of the Dark Knight? Yeah, hmm. yeah
1: where yeah, they Batman did like World.
2: yeah, where they did like separate vignettes which were related to the character but not necessarily in continuity. And as I was saying to Andy before the show, I just read this week that Visions has been confirmed to be a non-canon that's property. Correct. So that's correct. Sky's yeah. the limit. Yeah, yeah, they can go any way they want with it.
1: Have you uh, have you seen the announcement of the their re reimagining uh, KOTOR? I did.
2: A I did. So I, I'm not. I don't own a PS5. I still own and P-
1: and PC shortly after.
2: I'm still rocking my uh, Xbox One, yeah, 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 day one edition. I,
1: I've well, been that's what you guys get for keeping Jedi Academy for me. I guess. <laughs>
2: I'm. I, well, the funny thing is that Knights of the Old Republic was an Xbox exclusive when it came out. There's yeah, actually a meme that.
3: floating around with Palpatine going <laughs> ironic. <laughs>
2: So then, everybody's saying right. that it's not an exclusive; it's a it's a timed exclusive. So, there's a right, there's
3: right, a, there's right. a period
2: of time, and then I've once heard it's, a PC
1: release. I, I don't know about an Xbox release yet. There, I really hope, no so word so I don't on like that. that exclusivity stuff. But yeah, no, uh, I'm not uh, a big one on even that. Even if the, the fan base is saying that uh, uh, a yeah. uh, man woman hater or whatever yeah yeah, yeah that yeah. is is running the show, I care little about that drama. There's also a uh, Star Wars game.
2: There's a new Star Wars game coming out. It was just uh, announced. Hunters? Uh, Yes, Hunters, which is going to be for the Switch.
1: Nintendo exclusive. (laughs) Switch?
2: Uh, No, I think it's going to be for mobile as well.
1: Oh, is it really? I think so, yeah, yeah. Nice. I'll
2: have to double-check that, but I I want to say that it's going to be for iOS and for Android, but uh, definitely going to be on the Switch. It looked interesting. I I love the... uh, Did you catch the trailer for that? I did. What did you think of the the, the droid Jedi that basically had uh, uh, what's-her-name's head? I must have L-3 missed this 3-2. one. Yeah, L like the same head from L three A droid, basically wearing Jedi robes well, if, and fighting with a lightsaber. Kind of
1: picture like it could be, you know, you could you have a droid, but it could have these like the the heart and the brain. Yeah, or, like a
3: cyborg you know, or something that kind of thing. or yeah.
1: like a central nervous system.
3: The final or, evolution of a Skywalker.
1: I mean, we don't know the <laughs> level of of the sentience of a. Ostensibly, Vader was mostly droid. He's more machine than, than man, man. actual droid and could... Yeah, and still, like, wickedly powerful. Yeah, 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 yeah. Maybe they can exist in motor fluid. <laughs> hey, there's
3: another what if. Well, there was a meme that came up about that, too. He's missing the, his yeah, arms and his legs. Yeah, it came up, the Orange County guys, that <laughs> one where they back and forth argue, and... <laughs> yes, I saw right. that. Uh, the punchline is, Medichlorians exist in the balls, so that's why <laughs> Vader is still powerful.
1: <laughs> right,
3: right. Yeah, and then or the... But arms. then the other meme
2: is, like... There was another meme uh, that showed, you know, when Anakin is laying there on the sh- the shore of the the lava flow and he's he's screaming up at Obi Wan, and then the caption is the realization that his balls are on fire. Yeah, his <laughs> you balls. Know, it's like, <laughs> my pews. Did
1: another uh, pop culture stuff? Did you guys catch the Matrix Four trailer?
2: I did. Yes. I'm super. Uh, I'm very happy wow. with what they're doing with that. Wow. I'm I'm a huge one for poetic license and really you know the the idea that characters are getting reimagined and you know I'm super excited to find out how this relates to the last film so very right, excited yeah. for this one yeah, very very I, excited yeah.
1: it looks very slick I'm, I'm super happy about that I'm one of those people that didn't hate the second and third one.
2: Oh, oh I'm the same um, boat I like them all
1: yeah yeah First one certainly was epic, but I didn't, you know, as a trilogy, strong.
2: Presumably, strong. this is a new iteration of the Matrix.
3: Yeah. You the know. teaser didn't do anything for me. It's Did like, it not? Meh. But, really? but then seeing the full trailer, it's oh, like, oh, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. No, okay, no, no, okay. I'm in. The first oh yeah, the, the teaser with the pills.
1: The, yeah. That the, the two the two second teaser with the two hands. So yeah, and the, and the pills. Pill yeah, hand. that's what I that saw too. Thing. I was seeing it for about a week before I saw. Yeah, the teaser, yeah. Which had was a bunch of numbers. It was talking about like you know. Uh, dates like uh, September sixth or whatever, say five oh nine PM or something like that. Uh, I think it's going to be uh, good. Yeah, uh, I like the idea that he's in therapy for.
2: Oh yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Matrix. We don't use I'm that word close. in here.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, very good man. Did anybody catch the any of the episodes of the New Masters of the Universe series? I
2: think I've watched the first uh, three or four. I've just watched the first enjoyed. one. I'm enjoying it. Yeah, new, yeah, new. It's, more uh, more aimed at kids. It's definitely aimed at children. And uh, oh, short of, short right. of the... Yes. Speaking of poetic yes. license, they have de- definitely taken that. Yeah, I mean, other than the broad beats of a good guy uh, defending the power of Greyskull, Skeletor, bad guy, that's yep. kind of it. That's where it ends. Those are your similarities. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Heavily yeah. divergent from the original, but not in a bad way.
2: No, and I mean, there's a really, little...
3: Uh, 2000s one was sort of heavily divergent, too. The
2: 2002 one I thought was fantastic. I love that one. But here's the thing with the 2002 one, right? The 2002 series was originally conceived as a continuation of the Filmation show. And for whatever reason, that didn't happen, and it became this reimagining. But when you understand that, like, for example, the big one was, why does the Power Sword look so weird? But if you look at the opening credits of the 2002 or the Mike the Mike Young series, as it's called, you notice right. Skeletor has basically has a highly stylized version of the old Power Sword with the two halves intertwined together. Right. Yeah. So the idea right. is that were it done as a continuation, Skeletor has won. He's gotten the sword. So right. Adam Adam is no longer able to channel the power of Grayskull. So Man at Arms makes the new Power Sword, which is why it looks technology based. So that he could access right. the power of Gray Skull.
1: Yeah. Crazy!
2: I find that the cool. the new kids one, the Battle Cat, looks a lot like the 2002 Battle
1: Cat. Yeah, 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 yeah.
2: Well, that's it, guys. That that was our uh, our one off. Uh, super fun, man! Into infinities, it was a lot of fun. Maybe we can uh, uh, maybe we can riff I mean, on I know other. It's
1: not your bag, much Andy, but I would like. I could. I start to think. What if? What if Robotech? What if Star Trek, what if oh, I know, yeah, the future, yeah. all kinds of crazy stuff can be done here now, you know, like, and, and, and it's a perfect thing for, I mean, it's a lot of work obviously, but it's the perfect <laughs> thing if there's nothing uh, organic going
2: on. We can I always come back to this and kind of have
1: an episode. We yeah. can certainly dump some energy yeah, yeah. into this because it was super fun. Mm-hmm. What if happy Gilmore? <laughs> <laughs>
3: what if he didn't kill Chubbs? <laughs> uh, Fantastic.
2: All right, guys. Any more for any more?
1: Uh, I I uh, I'm I'm super stoked about this kind of genre, you know, it, it's uh it was always one of my favorite things. Like that's what we do, we speculate. We we have head and that's that's this brought to life. Big time, you know? yeah. So it's uh yeah, thrilled.
2: I'm going to finish off on uh, one last thing. I just want to talk a little bit about uh distribution and sort of the uh, the way that the show is going. Earlier this week, Facebook, they have launched a new feature for Facebook pages. There's now an integrated podcast player within facebook pages so if you are the uh, admin to a facebook page you can now embed your own podcast which as i am pleased to be able to say you can look forward to seeing our show now directly within our facebook page as well on top of all of the other places where you can find us just one more convenience for you guys to consume our show all right that's it for me guys don't forget to like and subscribe helps out great that's right something to do with algorithms Please share with your friends that you, who are like-minded. And you know what? Share with the ones who are not like-minded. Maybe they'll uh, find that they like something here, too.
1: Your grandma thinks I'm cute.
2: <laughs> all right, guys. Uh, for Fandom Power, I'm Wes. I'm Andy. I'm, I'm Hank. And we'll see you all next time. Bye for now.
1: Hey, guys. Thanks for listening to Fandom Power. Be sure to like us on Facebook and follow us on Instagram and Twitter. Stay tuned for our next episode where we'll be talking about another one of your favorite fandoms. Fandom Power is a Sawcast production.
2: Sawcast Productions can distribute it too. Contact us online today. So, what do you want to say?